Welcome into Potty Podcast Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And it's been a minute. Football season started. It's kind of it consumes a ton of stuff. Um, if you're into football, go check out our Potty Pod Football Podcast. But today, it's all about movies and TV. This one, mostly TV. But man, the thing I want to start off with, Andy, was one of the best movies I've seen. I like. I'm going to watch this movie like five times. Like you said, you're going to watch it every Thanksgiving. Which makes sense yep, for sure, and that is Prey, the um, from the Predator universe. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg wrote and direct um, directed a movie that basically a predator drops into the um, I, I think it was Comanche uh, plains uh, during uh-huh. like during the early days of the of the U.S. The French American uh, French uh, French American War. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We got an all Native American cast led by Amber Midthunder, who was awesome in Legion. And really, other than that, an unknown cast. I don't know anybody else that was in this. Do you? No, the, I know the brother was working at TJ Maxx a few months before he got cast to, to play this role. I mean, literally. That's crazy. Yeah. Not an actor. And yeah. he was good, yeah. too. Yeah, that's uh, Dakota Beavers is his name. Yeah, he was great in this. I mean, everyone was good in it. It was... And you know what? We don't see this world a ton especially like the fighting the fighting was so badass yeah it really was and and uh it's interesting it was on the same network as reservation dogs <laughs> oh that's true uh, yeah fox yeah, yeah. You got, they kind of came out at the same time you get the double dose of of a of a viewpoint you're not used to you know what i mean in a good way but in a good way yeah it was, it was fantastic and uh yeah you know uh, we talked about this before but it was a uh, it all kind of started when the, the director, Dan Trachtenberg, who did Tin Cloverfield Lane, which I think is just insanely brilliant. Uh, he was in a car in carpool going to school and his buddies were allowed to watch Predator and he wasn't. <laughs> and, uh, and they kept talking about it and the, and the Native American Billy and, it, and how awesome he was. And he kept thinking, dude, if, if the Predator hunts hunters, like, Dude, Indians make the most sense, right? Like that's they're the ultimate hunters. Yeah. And so he had this in the back of his mind for a long time, and apparently pitched the idea to the studio, who said, "Yeah, let's make this movie." And uh, uh, man, I'm glad he did, they did because it was the way the story was written about you know Amber Mid. Uh, what do you remember her name? Amber, Amber Mid Thunder. Yeah. No, but I mean the character. Oh, uh, I remember uh, Nauru. Nauru is her name. Nauru. So, you know, it's all about her desire to become a hunter and prove herself to her, to her tribe. And, and, and the big test is when you when you get of age, you get to, to become a hunter. You have to go and hunt something that's hunting you. Like a lion like you or can't, a bear or yeah, something like that. Even a bear, they're like, that's too light. Like, it has to be like a lion. Like, Jesus. Yeah, like mountain lion. Yeah, so they're like, you've got to go after something that's hunting you and uh and then of course she stumbles upon the ultimate hunter in the entire solar system (laughs) (laughs) the predator and uh and not only hunts him successfully but defending her tribe which was you know makes her like the ultimate hunter in in the in the group and 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 uh without well spoilers (laughs) seeing her dragging the head you know like they did with the with the lion oh my god that was just so so badass and so great and uh and and even beautifully tied in uh predator 2 which everybody else wants to forget but uh 
with the pistol at the end. Like I, I was like, oh god. Yeah, that was he a made, cool nod. He, he made that movie better. Yeah, it was a <laughs> cool. He just made that movie better. It yeah. was a cool nod. The only problem with it is now that's canon, and I hate that. <laughs> it was already canon. Uh, <laughs> but you could have you could have debated that for a while, but now it makes it canon. And, um, and my, the only one that's like truly debatable, which I find is interesting in this context, is people have always been like, "Well, is Alien vs Predator canon?" And they're like, well, yeah, because it was done by the Predator uh, uh, group, whatever you want to call it, uh, Warner Brothers, whoever it was that had it. Fox. The Fox? It's Fox, yeah. Fox. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they said it was absolutely canon when it first came out. And uh, so that was the first movie that had a female kind of prove herself with a Predator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sanaa Lathan played that character. So, uh, yeah, they're like, is this the first time? And I'm like, yeah, no, to me. There was Predator and then Prey, and I'm ignoring everything else. <laughs> I liked Pred- I liked Predators. Um, I thought that I was too. good. It had its issues. Um, as good as an actor as Lawrence Fishburne is, his part was, it was kind of interesting, but it it, it it took too much away from the film. Like the film, like the movie was like moving, and all of a sudden it just came to a dead stop, kind of with him. And so, not that he did a bad job, it was just kind of an interesting choice. But I still thought Predators was was had a lot of good parts to it. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like all the Predator movies because I, they're like Terminator movie, movies to me. I don't care. Just give me more. Uh, I disagree. Like <laughs> Terminator 3 was, was terrible. Whatever the one I, with Jay Courtney was, was terrible. Which was which one was 3? Uh, that's the one with uh, Christina Loken, I think is her name, was the Predator. Uh, that's Terminator. Yeah, you said Terminator. Oh, you said you kept saying Predator. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. So the Terminator movies are bad. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying give me more. But the Predator movies, like, to me, each of them had their own unique charm to them at the time, and I was I was fine with them. Like, I even liked the Boyd Holdbrook and Olivia Munn one that came out recently. I actually thought that was pretty enjoyable. Um, so, yeah. But uh, I, to me, though, like, when you hold up, like, actual good movies, there was Predator and then there's Prey. Like, they're legit. Like, yeah, I agree. Good movies. Like, yeah. they're original you know, they're, they're good. And there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of callbacks to the first Predator in this one, which I enjoyed. Um, and then how about her making that, that uh, throwing axe? That was cool. On the rope. I mean, the, the fighting was so awesome. Like, when her brother, Tabi, is taking on the Predator, which it seemed like this Predator was kind of in the same situation as Nauru. Like, he's young, trying to prove himself. Because when, when he lands on Earth, the first thing he does is he sees like a rattlesnake go after uh, a mouse, and so he's like, "Okay, yeah. this thing is the the top of the food chain so far that I know of." So he kills that. Then it's a wolf, and then it's a bear, and then it's these people, and so he keeps learning. And also, he looked kind of, um, I don't know what the like he, he, his tools weren't as defined as the predator in the original with Arnold, kind of like the weapons with. And in this movie, weren't as evolved as, you know, like a grenade launcher and a machine gun. And so all the weapons were kind of reduced a little bit. Although the ones in this one, they expanded and made some really awesome weapons. Um, yeah, they did. The, I love the, like, he has the plasma cannon and the Arnold Predator. And this one, it's those, like, uh, the, the spikes that are uh, basically smart spikes, like smart missiles, where you can paint a target and it goes directly to that target, which I thought was really cool. Uh, yeah, the look of the predator looked a lot more feral. I guess might be the right. I don't know. It looked like it hadn't quite Possibly, evolved yet, yeah. but it looked so cool. I thought it looked awesome. And well, I like yeah. that a lot of the predators in all the different movies, they try to differentiate them a decent amount, almost like 
you know, all humans don't look alike. Yeah. Right? Like, so they, they shouldn't all look exactly the same with the helmet off. And they, they do funny things with their hair, like those little dreads they've got, mm-hmm. you know, to make them all look different from each other. And like you said, like their face and the way their, their mouth kind of opens up, whatever you call that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I like that. I thought it was more feral. The only thing that's funny to me is that weapon you just spoke about, or like the smart spikes. Yeah. Let's just call it that. Um, is it is it not a little odd though that uh, the thing that's supposed to be the ultimate predator in the world comes down here and then cheats? <laughs> well, that's with a with a heat seeking spike. Well, you should have to throw it and hit what you're aiming for. But not just hunter. that. But not just that. When Toby, her brother, is like whooping his ass, uh, he has to turn invisible. Um, and kind of cheats yeah. in that way. And that's another reason why I think he's like, this is like a young predator, like a young unskilled predator, like trying to prove himself. Like, I feel like the predator is also on whatever that, that rite of passage that Nauru is on. I feel like this predator he's was on kind of too. on the same thing. Yeah. Cause like, it looked like the ship yeah. just dropped him off and then took off in the beginning. Well, yeah. And so they've, they've mentioned in some other ones that like they're trophy hunters. Like that's what they yeah. do. They're, they're trophy hunters. This is kind of their exotic game ranch. <laughs> And there was, though, okay, and I tell me, I'm trying to remember who said it, but Nauru was speaking, I think, at the very beginning. And she's like, there were, there were rumors, or there are stories that, that a monster once, you know, landed amongst us uh-huh. a long time ago. So they kind of allude to maybe, I, I can't tell if that was somebody present day supposedly telling the story about this, or somebody in this day was saying that it had happened before a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I, I couldn't really figure out which way they were trying to specifically lean or if that was up to interpretation or whatever. But yeah. it, it did feel like maybe there had been one there a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, either way, I, I, I kind of like the ambiguousness of it because it, it doesn't close things. I, I would love, I mean, if they did, if Dan Trachtenberg did like every couple of years, did like a different, a predator in a different timeline or a different uh, era. I would watch that. I would absolutely watch that. Predator versus Raptors. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would absolutely watch that. You got your mind? Yeah. <laughs> oh, show me him Jurassic Park v. Predator. <laughs> I mean, you, you would write an entire script with no with zero dialogue. Um, it would just be... Oh, yeah. But I'd be interested. There's no character development, but it'd be intriguing. Um, in the Predator, you could. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Well, that was another thing with this Predator is he didn't have that that speech recognition where he could play back too that he had in the first one like in time turn yeah around. like he didn't have any of that speech stuff he was it was a lot more dumbed down in this one which i liked because it, it would make sense you know this is this they'd is, be a little more primitive too yeah potentially potentially yeah. so yeah i agree this was a phenomenal I, like and you did a good job because you saw it you're like yeah, you should just watch it it's an hour and a half it's it's good and you, you should just watch it like okay and then, I mean, it kept getting better and better, and yeah, it was it phenomenal. This was a phenomenal movie. I give it a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it a ten. This uh, is my favorite of of any of the Predator or Terminator movies. Like, this is my favorite. It's, uh, yeah, yeah it's it a, it the original with Arnold. It, it's ridiculous, and it's not as uh, the thing is, it's not as good of a movie, obviously, just because things in the eighties, early nineties, just they're just a lot more campy. Um, but it's just because it's the OG. Like it's still, I still put it up there. So IMDb, 
oh, gave, yeah. gave this a 7.2 or an 8.2 in real life, which which seems criminally underrated. An 8.2 for this movie is ridiculous. Uh, I don't know how IMDb did that with 106,000 votes. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, 78% audience score, which is also shocking, but 93% critic score. I don't know what people were looking for in this movie. Yeah. Um, something yeah. that I thought was incredibly interesting was they filmed this movie twice. They filmed it once in all the, like the the uh, original Comanche language, and they filmed it again in English. And yeah. it, I, just, I don't, yeah. It, if you didn't enjoy this movie, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I watched it with the the girlfriend, uh, not fiance now, and uh, she enjoyed it. Like she, she I'm. She wanted to. I made her watch the original Predator a long time ago. And she still liked it, but she she said this was a really good movie. I think I liked it a lot more than her. I mean, I I absolutely loved it. I gave it a ten. But yeah, I don't know what you could have watched this for, expecting and not and that you didn't get. Yeah. yeah right. I, like, what did you not get that you wanted? Yeah, I agree. Um. All right. Let's move on to. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next one. So this one started off really enjoyable the opening scene was fantastic and then it just got kind of ridiculous uh you, you were very much into it and it's day shift uh jamie fox day franco best franco um megan good uh natasha lou bordizo i don't know steve howie i like steve howie carla souza um snoop dogg uh, eric lang peter stormare it was an interesting thing. So a hardworking blue-collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted 10-year-old daughter. His mundane San Fernando Valley pool-cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. So he hunts and kills vampires. Apparently there's a whole hunting vampires union, and he kind of got on the outs with them. He owes his dues, and he's kind of a loose cannon. So they they sidle him with um, basically kind of like an accountant, Dave Franco, who's never done any street work, and he has to go with them. And uh, to, to kind of help him. And I don't want to give away too much about what happens with that. So you have to keep, you just have to watch. But it started off and I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool idea. It's pretty interesting. But about halfway through, it just gets so ridiculous. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm just kind of, I don't even remember, I'll be honest, I don't even remember how it ended. Like I was just kind of like ready for it to be done. <laughs> uh, see, I embraced the ridiculousness. I, I To me, it was very obvious it was going to be, more of a ridiculous comedy than it was a, a an action movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, a, and it, like it didn't. The trailer showed you we're we're not going to take ourselves seriously at all. Like this I is get that, but there's is, still a way to kind of do it right. Yeah, the, if to me, if they'd taken out the stupid parts, it would have been a lot better movie. Yeah, because uh, that was to me that was really the only parts that were like he. Uh, but I get what they were trying to do with that. Yeah, Just, you know, but. Uh, but like I loved everything Dave Franco, and I'll tell you, Steve Howie and and Scott Atkins as the whatever brothers. Yeah, uh, I love that. I would, I would watch this spinoff in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I did kind <laughs> of love that. Heartbeat. Yeah. So so Scott Atkins is a stunt coordinator and a stunt man, mm-hmm. and he and, and actor stunt- he makes very B level movies. He does, he does, because he's he only acts when it's going to be just a heavy stunt role. Yeah, and he may as well just stay there. Yeah. Right. And uh, versus bringing another actor in for every other scene. So, uh, yeah, him and I always say his name wrong, but like Chad Stahinsky, uh, they did the John Wick movies together. Yeah. So they're the coordinators and stunt guys for the John and and designers for the stunt scenes and fight scenes in, in the John Wick movies. So that that you could tell. And uh, I loved the uh, the, the house. Scene. 
Oh my god, I could watch that action scene a hundred times. The house scene, yeah, that was good. Yeah, clearing the house. Yeah. Oh, it's a nest. I'm like, yes. Yeah, go. that was great. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was and just the and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Steve Howie. Like he was just made for it. Yeah. The the combination of his brute force and and Scott Atkins like uh, ninja acrobatics with the knives on his uh, uh, on his shoes. That uh, was a blast. Yeah. No, it, there was part that, yeah, the first half of it, I enjoyed very much. It's this, like, even the union and all that, like, there was a lot I enjoyed, but, like, after, maybe it was, like, three three quarters of the way through, but it just got so ridiculous. Both Lauren and yeah. I were like, all right, all right, just get to I, the end. It felt very much like the union was, was there to be able to set up a whole world. Yeah. Because then you could have other stories about other people in the union and, you know, all that. But, uh. Franco's uh, hatred of was it like Margot or whatever that was next to him? Yeah, uh, the, the woman. Uh, oh, that was I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, his he's so good at playing meek, you know, yeah. and uh, cowering to just the, the most minuscule of people, and uh, the idea that he's going to go work there <laughs> as a vampire. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, they'll know. I'll wear turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. I could look. I look good. In this uh yeah i just i don't know i just thought it was dumb and stupid but fun at the same time so i i i was okay with it and uh i love megan good too anything yeah. she's in i'll i'll give, I'll give a look see yeah but uh yeah i agree with you though i'm like i mean if you didn't know if, if you don't know it's going to be cheesy going in you're going to be a little disappointed but uh it, it was cheesy but i liked enough of it to forgive the admittedly weak ending the so that's the thing is I feel like you can be cheat like things can be cheesy and still be enjoyable like Tucker and Dale uh, versus Evil is cheesy yeah. but still so enjoyable. The thing is you can't jump the shark like you like and, and you have to you can have that opening scene where it's like so over the top and then it's got to go back to a baseline and then you gradually get bigger and bigger and then the very end the very final fight scene can be just slightly bigger than the intro. But you you can't like you can't keep building off of the intro because by the end it's just going to be ridiculous. So I don't know. It, it got a six point one on IMDb, which is a seven point one in real life. Sixty two percent audience score, fifty nine percent critic score. I feel like all of that's very fair. If you're just looking for a dumb action movie, the action's pretty pretty fantastic and over the top and grotesque and enjoyable. Um, the story yeah, I- is a little it falls apart what 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 i yeah i mean the story was just bare it was taped together but uh <laughs> uh i do love i didn't know this but i i love the james fox and dave franco dynamic yeah i do too that worked out really well i i i'm both great actors but i wouldn't have put them the two of them together yeah, I as being as great as that was yeah and his desire for friendship was yeah so funny. I feel like, yeah, there's, it's funny because some of these combos you get together and it's like, okay, I just want more and more. Like uh, Kevin Hart and, and, and The Rock are, is one of those, yeah. where, like, it doesn't matter. You can just keep putting them together and I'll watch it. I feel like this could be yeah. one of those. I really enjoy it. It's, it's very much Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Rock and uh, yeah, Kevin Hart. But uh, no, I agree. I agree. So, um, All right. yeah, man. I mean, I'll put it this way. I'd watch a sequel. Uh, well, that makes one of us. Uh, I'd watch the, I'd watch the, I'd watch the first thirty minutes and then carry on with my life. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, now we got some big guns to talk about. Um, yeah, the Westworld season four finale. Uh, K Sarasara was the 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 title of the episode. 
Um, oh man, this is. I think this is. You could, if you told me the first season's your favorite, and you told me the second season or the fourth season's your favorite. I either one is. I'm not going to argue with you. I thought they were both just so fantastic. Um, this one, I, they threw in Jonathan Tucker for like five minutes, if that. And Jonathan Tucker's like this amazing actor. Steve Ogg, I really liked. Um, yeah. The the beginning, I liked it because at the end of the last episode, the one before this, they were basically, the man in black says, we're going back to the game. And the intro into this was something like straight out of a video game. Like that's how the world had become like a Grand Theft Auto. And some of the things that I liked that they kind of, what the way they kind of let you know is they got one of the Stephen Ogg, the the guy with the bodacious uh, uh, facial hair. He's a voice actor from one of the GTA games. And then they had a sniper that was just picking off people. And then the man in black comes up and shoots him. And he's like, uh, you know, effing camper, which is a video game term for guys that just like sit in the corner and snipe everybody. And oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. So they were very much trying to let you know this is a video game, and so I I like that I you know that that's what the world had based that's what it is to these hosts the they become the humans they become the thing they hated because the humans use the host as like this video game that's what it was and now the host had just kind of done the same thing so they're not and the whole time they did it with this at least Charlotte Hale with this air of superiority like we're better than these humans but they've resulted they back to the what the humans were they just did it in this world and so i thought that was really interesting yeah it was it was a, and it was a great gunfight scene it's it's crazy that humanity's done like it's done mm-hmm. it's uh and uh and he said it like i mean bernard says like we're not going to be able to save your race or the our race or the humans but yeah we'll be able to save a small part of it and there's only one way to avoid it it's like god that is dark well there's only a few like, hosts and there's only a few humans because there are a few select humans because we see um, uh, C uh, go off with her girlfriend after um, uh, yeah. what's his face. Um, Caleb, but they don't explain Caleb why she's why she's immune. What she was immune at first from the from the tone because they were far enough away from it in these areas where they didn't have tone. But why was she not? No, because they got – so they were – that whole group – Oh, they never had the flies. They never them. had the That's flies. Right. They were – yeah, they were a, a resistance group that lived out in the right, desert. Right. There was away from all the sound things, but just away from that world. And that's why they, yeah, yeah, they never right. affected them. Yeah, that's right. And they said that, that the host that, – that it didn't take with some of the humans, like yeah. the, the flies or whatever. So that was – okay, yeah, yeah, natural immunity almost. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I'm fine with that. And uh, it was, it is funny though because like sometimes it gets so mind-twisty that it's like – uh, surprise! It's all a dream. You're like, whoa! Inside the simulation, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> and, and the guy's schizophrenic, so there's two personality lines. God dang! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> all inside of a video game. Mind blown. <laughs> like, like, and, and at some point, it's like, okay, now, now I'm like in the fifth level of Inception, and I'm trying to work my way back. <laughs> yeah. For this to make sense, where are we again? Well, well, You're in the third level now. De- oh, oh, okay. Dolores' whole story arc in this season was basically that. Because at first, she's like, she seems to have, like, doesn't really know who she is. She's just kind of going through this world, trying to kind of, just kind of muddling through, kind of trying to figure out her role. 
And then later you, you they tell her, oh, no, you're actually, you know, Teddy tells her, you're a god here. And she can control all these things. Then you realize she's not really in the world. She created, like, her roommate. She was lonely, so she created her roommate. And she created basically this whole world. Like, she's she's kind of in the world, but not a person. She's just kind of in the background. I, I was going to say, but that doesn't that mean this world is a simulation? Um, so I think it's kind of like an... Um, uh, uh, an augmented reality because we, we even kind of see the same thing when uh the man in black has the glasses sits down and he's talking with Hale in that augmented reality glasses i think that's kind mm-hmm. of what it's like for christina because she she sees it that she's in the world but she's in the system and we find out later that her her ball or, you know you know her brain or whatever uh, i forget what they call a thing is running the whole thing because yeah. Charlotte Hale destroys that big map in the middle. And also, did you notice when she smashed the map to, to smash that big map to get the the ball out, the 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 indention it left kind of looked like the maze um, from the first yes. season of Westworld, which I thought was very and yes. then, and then Christina Dolores is in the middle, which I thought was interesting. Um, but yep. Teddy tells her like you're just you're just kind of in the background you're just observing and they did this so that she thinks that she's in the world so she keeps she's not trying to fight anything but she's not really in it teddy kind of lets her know what's happening another thing i thought i don't know if there's any significance in this but when when they said she created her roommate because or her friend because she was lonely and her friend would you know ask her things like about good and evil so she had like the white shoes and the black shoes and then let, yeah yeah she was letting her choose yeah well here's something well while, while they're having this this conversation dolores is in all white and teddy's in all black i don't know like i never got any resolution to if there was significance to that but i thought that was a very the color scheme in westworld it seems like it's never without purpose um and i was Agreed. Agreed. I, I wonder if that's gonna come later or or maybe not i don't know i don't know i didn't know what was gonna happen with that but yeah, and even Dolores, she's like, well, who's been leaving me the maze, like, trying to get me to come out? And it turns out she's kind of been, like, going through this. She's been kind of, like, losing time and doing it herself. She's been kind of secretly trying to get herself out of this simulation, which was interesting. Yeah, that's the thing, is she's been becoming aware that she tried to suppress everything and trick herself into being happy here. Mm-hmm. And now she's becoming self-aware, which is very much like her doing the painting out uh, by the water when you know in the first season and she even says that or her friend her, her friend even says that line like uh what she's like it truly is beautiful here or something like that yeah what that she would always repeat to herself every episode yeah uh yeah about like convincing herself no no i truly do love it here like it was like she was convincing herself of it uh-huh. and then the girl the roommate was saying that to her like she's trying to that part of her is trying to convince herself, no, no, you love it here. Like, yeah. d- don't don't try to fight this. Like, you love it. And, uh, yeah, it's, man, it, it's, but, like, at the same time, like, so much of this is just, like, I, I almost still think that, like, you could, at the, like, the final episode next season could still be somebody taking off the VR helmet and being like, so how was it? <laughs> <laughs> like, this whole thing was, like, just still, because... You notice, like, that town, she's, when she's looking at the view of the city, like you said, she smashes the deal, and it looks like the, 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 the maze. That was a round simulation, just like when the humans are standing around the sim- seeing the park in the circle. Like, why does she not see the whole Earth? She only sees this round certain area, like in Free Guy. Yeah. Nobody can see past that. Like, it still feels like they're in a simulation. 
<laughs> so so you uh, think that the whole thing is Dolores is just playing that game Roy from Rick and Morty and she just like is getting the high score or I mean it it feels like maybe the humans did win and they trapped the hosts inside their own game. Ooh, and, and and the hosts I like believe that. the hosts believe that they're in control now and so this is almost their happy ending that they were trying to be given of okay now you you can simulate as if you were the ones running it all. And, uh, and that's why the hosts are given the option of white or black. And the hosts are given the option of, of all these things is almost like, but again, like you see buildings disappear when, when, uh, Dolores realizes that they shouldn't be there. And like yeah. the hosts can't see the big towers that are controlling the humans and all this stuff. So it's like, God, I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> this show is so, it incepts you so many times mm-hmm. that it's like, Nothing's out of the question. <laughs> well, um, it, it, let me ask you this. Um, so which characters do you think are gone for good? So it seems like Charlotte Hale took out her brain ball and crushed it uh, while looking at the sunset. So it seems like she's gone. Um, Ed Harris. No, she she puts uh, she puts that she she puts Dolores. She pulls Dolores's ball out, too. Uh, which is where she smashes that thing, and you see the maze, and she pulls that ball out from yeah. the ground. That that was Dolores. That was Dolores. No, no, USB. no. But at the end, Charlotte Hale is like takes off all the skin. It's just like in that bionic suit with just her head, and it and the thing takes her brain out of her face and crushes it in her hand. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I so she does do that. So it seems like she might be gone for good. Ed Harris yeah. didn't she didn't Charlotte Hale also crush his ball after she kills him? And so, yep. his he's yep, gone for is. good. Um, yep. Luke Hemsworth, I, I don't know. He got shot a bunch, and he got the blade stuck in his eye. So his ball might be destroyed by Clementine. I think he's done. I think he is, too. But did they, show, did they ever show for sure that William that was being held in that ball was killed? Uh, well, he got, they he got, well, he got stabbed right in the chest and was bleeding out for hours. So I would say it's pretty safe. No, no, no! Not the one that was in the water that fights them all and then gets killed by, by them. But the one that's like supposed to be the real William. Yeah, that's being he got kept stabbed alive in the chest. Here. Yeah, he got stabbed. Oh, he, yeah, okay. the, the the host William stabs him in the chest with a big Bowie knife and leaves him to bleed. And then, okay, shortly, okay. like a little later, Luke Hemsworth and them see him and like, no, don't let him. That's a bad man. Who's who's at fault for this? And then, like, the next day, Charlotte Hale sees him still there and just leaves him there. So I, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I just wanted to make sure because I feel like I was like, man, like, if you don't see him, <laughs> yeah, die sometimes. Like, it's like, that's how they'll get you. William's back because it's the original William back yeah. or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I was, I, I, okay, I'm glad you I'm glad you were here. Uh, Bernard's show so hard to follow. I know. Yeah. Bernard's story seems to be over because I feel like his purpose has kind yeah. of come to an end. Uh, same with Aaron Paul's Caleb. I feel like those have both come to an end. Uh, Clementine, I f- may show up in the Sublime, but I don't think so. Um, because, but the only thing about that is Clement. I it's you. I don't know who was in the sub. I don't know who's in the Sublime and who came. So I don't. She may come back, but I think her stories. I think they even kind of struggled. She didn't really have a story in this one. She was just kind of a mindless assistant so i think they kind of ran out of stuff for her for season four anyway so i think mm-hmm. she's done mave i think they've moved on from mave 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's done. Yeah, so it looks like Dolores and Teddy might be the only ones that are still continuing. Now we might see um, uh, Zon McLaren, McLaren. Um, one yeah. here's another thing I noticed that was really I thought this was a really cool, important to detail, and I didn't really notice it the entire season. But whenever Dolores is wearing like the, her nice her dress and everything, she's got that little belt with the little pouch on it to like keep her cell phone, you know, you know, her purse, all that stuff. Yeah. Then when she yeah. goes back to from Christina to Dolores to the Old West, she's got the same belt with the little pouch. It's just they updated it for this. And that was just like there's no significance, I don't think. I just thought there was a really cool detail that they just up they basically just um not upgraded, but made it a contemporary version of what she would have worn from the Western times. Yeah, I agree. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah this, the, the show's done a lot of amazing things and they obviously know exactly where they're going but i i would be surprised if we don't somehow see maeve again yeah i mean i i'm fine seeing i yeah i would have a problem i mean thandy newton's a great actor i mean all the people in this are great actors so i don't have a problem i just some of their stories seem done and unnecessary especially aaron paul's i feel like his is he doesn't need to come I just, back i just don't see how she's not re uh re, what's it called reunion with her daughter yeah yeah, I don't see how there's never that. Like that—that that seems like that was the whole purpose from the original, from the from yeah, season yeah. one. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, yeah, this is was phenomenal, but we have to move on. Um, we also got a finale for Loot, which it started off a little slow. The first couple episodes need a little time, but it it found its it found its place. Like after about around season three, or I mean episode three, episode four. And the finale, I thought, was really good. And I'm looking... Uh, it sets up itself really good for uh, season two. Um, it was a lot of fun. It and, was. And this show... This show can change drastically on a dime and still be good. Yeah. Like, she can go from rich to poor to rich again. Like, who knows? Like, it could... They, it can be very different seasons. But I don't know. I, I think she ends up poor. You think so? Don't you? But well, happier. I mean, she said she's going to give away all of her money, which is... She said all of it. Crazy, yeah. yeah. And now it's kind of be kind of hard to go back on that. Um, yeah, it seemed like uh, uh, Olivia Martinez uh, was just using her to promote his water thing that didn't. Yeah, I work. thought that was pretty telegraph. Yeah, you called it from way long ago. You were right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and I thought uh, Michaela J. MJ Rodriguez uh, did a good job. I was like, you didn't, you haven't even, like, the whole thing is about how, the whole season was like how she's growing after Adam Scott, you know, her first husband. And she's like, you didn't grow. You did the same thing. You got involved with another man's interest and put yours on the back burner to get involved in that. Because she left Nick, she didn't go to Nicholas's premiere so she could fly with Olivia to this, this uh, thing. She flew everyone out there. And then it didn't work, and she's sitting there drinking the dirty water for him. Like, she's doing all these things for him. She hadn't evolved the entire season, and it took her at the end. But whereas MJ did evolve because she had the strength to, to tell her, like, you're, you're still my friend. Like, she's still, like, she lets herself become vulnerable to her friends. And she's protective yeah. over him. And so all the characters grew, except for Molly, um, until the very end, until MJ kind of sets her straight. Well, and I would argue that although one is growing, uh, the the assi- her assistant. Do you, can you remind me his name? Uh, Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah. Um, man, his story just got sadder. <laughs> he's growing though, because he's 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 
growth is painful. He's developing, he's developing friendships, you know what I mean, and yeah. stuff. But like, I will say it did feel, to me, they gave up the vibes in the first couple episodes that he's just kind of her trusted uh, confidant of things, but he's he's totally using her for the money also. I like, did not you know, feel partying like he... all around the world with them. Yeah, no, but I think he... first. The, oh, okay. The first two episodes. Okay. No, no, just just the first two episodes. Okay. And then in the last couple, you see like just how much he truly does for her, and she doesn't realize it. Yeah. Like like where he's like in their in her house. <laughs> it was hilarious. Here's these two pills. You give this one to this one, this one to this one, and if you mix them up, they both die. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like but like he knows it really well, and like he he takes care of all, her entire house all the way down to like. The type of breakfast she's going to want today because of the way she's going to wake up and the type of clothes she's got laid out and just everything, right? And uh, and then she wakes up. She's like, oh, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, fine. I just got here. Like, you know, like he doesn't like to admit that like he, he's doing a lot for her. And I'm like, oh, that's – and then, of course, you know, she doesn't make his, his play. And they're like, well, that's gut-wrenching. Yeah. Like, that's his Clear, – It his clearly bothered him. He tried to act like he didn't, but it clearly bothered him. Oh, it crushed him. It yeah. crushed him. And then – and he does everything for her. And I'm like, oh, God, that was that was gut-wrenching. And there really wasn't any closure to that other than her admitting to them that at the end it was bad and she'll never miss another one again. But I'm like, that's like the thing every dad says that's going to be absent. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but but I know you're going to be traveling next time, so you're going to miss it again. Like, you know what I mean? It was that kind of feel to me. It was like that even though she said it, he still didn't totally believe it. Yeah. Uh, so that I was like, oh, man, that's gut-wrenching. Like, he... Yeah, but you know, the flip side, he's developing friendships that he that are are not with just... with Howard, which is the best. I love <laughs> that friendship. Best. And now Arthur, now all three of them are like friends, yeah. and it's the yeah. best dynamic because in no other walk of uh, of life would those two would those three hang out. But I I love whenever those three are together. Exactly it's so right. fantastic. Yeah, that doesn't be right. And just how pitiful they think he is as a human being, despite. He's kind of the most normal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the most, like, I don't know. They're just, like, what a disgusting, sad sack. Yeah. This dude is. After Howard's been, uh, Howard just gets out of an eight-year relationship with a woman that doesn't like him. And Nicholas, yeah. Nicholas's job is basically just being Molly's gopher. Yeah, yeah. And he's truly seeing the beauty in life, like seeing the birds when they're wherever. And he's like, and Howard's like, looks like a brown bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know it's the most perfect bird. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy this. I, I absolutely, I can't wait for season two. Um, this was pleasantly. This is a pleasant surprise. Um, loaded cast, so fantastic. Um, let's. I'd say we can probably briefly go over this one, but the most recent episode of Harley Quinn. Um, let's see. What was it? Yeah. A swamp thing. Oh, more Ron Funches. Oh, that's right. More Ron Funches. That's always a good thing. Uh, Ron Funches. Really uh, oh, I'm sorry. That was King Shark. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Swamp Thing was. Who was Swamp Thing? Oh, Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson, who That's we right. also love. Yes. And was yes. so great. And then Rachel Dratch as Nora Freeze, who's like been. She's been. I never thought that she's been frozen. Like, she was the young wife of uh, uh, Mr. Freeze. And she gets this sick illness, so he freezes her. And she comes out, and she's still young, so she doesn't want to be with this old guy who's like become his villain. So. She basically is a uh, Jersey trash and just like goes and like hooks up with everybody and like meets Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing's like, it, it, he just wants he just wants a friend he just wants someone to care about him and the whole reason he doesn't like Poison Ivy is because he's like you were a bad friend well, I would tell you about my things and you never yeah. listened you were just waiting to yeah. talk to me about your thing 
And I thought that was, yep. uh, I loved that kind of uh, twist on it. I also loved um, that uh, Music Meister was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> what a deep pull. Kite Man and Music Meister. I love how they pull these like deep pulls from the ridiculous DC comics. But then they basically, and, Catwoman and and Bruce Wayne sing. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, sing about how they actually feel and kind of come through that. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, one wants to be alone and the other doesn't ever want to be alone. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> so his parents died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's got emotion to it. And you're like, Jesus. Like, yeah, there's some depth to this. Yeah. And yet it's so ridiculous. Like, so ridiculous that when it's over and Bruce is still singing, he's like, I'm not, a, you're not under my control. You don't have to still be singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will uh, say, as great as this th- this show is and this season's been, I miss Kite Man. I don't need him a lot, but every once in a while, I miss me some Kite Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Could not agree more. Kite Man, Kite Man was one of my favorite parts of the show because he grounded people so well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Being being the the schmuck that he is. Yeah. Uh, no, schmuck. You know what? No, I'll rephrase that. He wasn't a schmuck. His his powers were schmucky, but he was like the only genuinely good person. Yeah, a bit of a putz, but a good guy. Putz, but cared about everyone. Yeah, like, like he did. Like he was there for for her every time she needed it. Yeah. And, no matter how much it hurt him. And he was the one, like, doing the right thing and even helping her friend Harley that, that he didn't like just because she had asked him to. Like, like, he was just, like, the putziness was just that he was a genuinely good person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Despite, quote-unquote, being a villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I want to briefly go over this because this is a, this season, this show ended a while ago, but I just now, I like, I love the first three, but we just finished season four and the finale of AP Bio. And... Uh, me and Lauren, we blew through the first three seasons because it's such a. The first three seasons are so fantastic, and I finally got to the fourth season, and it was bad. It was really bad. I, I'm tr- I, I'm trying to understand why some of the ratings on IMDb, like the the finale, was an eight point two. I don't know what the hell was going on in the finale. Like, I, it made no sense. It didn't even seem like a, it didn't seem like a, a season finale, let alone a series finale. So was wait, there, which show is this? AP Bio. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm like, wait. Oh, what? sorry. Sorry. Yeah. AP <laughs> yeah. Bio. Yeah. I know you'd seen it a while, and I even said, oh, yeah, we're about to start season four. And you're like, ooh, that, that's too bad. Don't hurry. Yeah. Yeah. It clearly fell off. It was it was never supposed to be a series finale. I think it got canceled, and they weren't even done making the season. Yeah. I think, uh, I think right. they're like, you know what? Just, we'll, we'll just wrap it up. We're done. Let's just, let's just close up shop. Yeah. And, uh, whatever, however many you finish making, we'll air those, and then we'll be done. And, and, uh, and they were, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was supposed to be the season finale, and it was just not good. But it, it did not feel like there was a good thread through the whole season. Yeah. So like, even if they were trying to set something up that they didn't pay off, I still haven't never really felt the setup. Like yeah. it was just, eh, it was okay. I mean, I do, I do love the fact that they would always totally call out attention to like new characters in the cast and in the classroom. Like you, I don't know you. Have you been here this whole yeah. time? <laughs> I always thought that was funny, uh, but uh, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, the, I agree. It wasn't the best season. The fir- it was a great show. The first three seasons were fantastic. So funny. So different. And uh, the fourth the fourth season. You know what? If you take that out, I would give that show probably probably like an 8.8. Like if without the yeah, season yeah. four, I would probably give it an 8.8 close to a nine. Because like some, some of the lines are so great. 
and the students, like the student heavy episodes were some of the best and it had so many great characters. Um, but yeah, man, season four just really went off the rails. I feel like they walked the fine line the first three seasons of just the right amount of him being an aloof dick and him realizing he needs to shut up and have a little heart for some of these kids. Yeah. Like he, he, he really did a good job of, because that was one that very easily could could be like, okay, well, one episode you're like flat out child abuse, and then yeah. the next episode you you you're a caring person. Yeah. But it's it's hard to find that balance and maintain it for a long time. Yeah. And I felt like they did a really good I job agree. of that. Like it was yeah. it was a lot of fun, and then you as the audience getting to care about the the class growing, but him not really caring. Well, because well, some of the uh, students were t- like Grace was a maniacal possible serial killer. Um, yeah, yeah. Anthony kind of didn't care about too many people, other than like he liked Grace, but like he just kind of did his own thing. No one liked Marcus. Um, uh, Heather was <laughs> Heather but, but was like, the he favorite. Was a good person. Like yeah. they do a good job of like you see where he's coming from, and he's a genuinely good person. And every time he like he shares his heart, he just crap on him. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, good God. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, all the kids were all the kids were great in that show. That that's to me the most impressive part is finding that many kids to be in the cast and to stay in character and kind of what we talk about with like uh michael sure shows like they have extreme versions of each character but yeah. they never like jump the shark and become too much of that they 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 give you small doses of it so it's a lot of fun yeah and even if they did like there would be occasions where like you watch like ooh that might be a little too much but then they'd rein it in by the next episode but it was, yeah. but it was funny. Me and Lorna be out, and like, you want to just go home and see what Victor's up to? And like, yeah, I would just go home and watch because like Victor's one of our favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh my god. Um, but, our, let's move on to Resident Alien. Maybe the continuation of season two. I don't know. Like season two. No idea. Yeah, this was so. Episode eight of season two premiered on March sixteenth, and then episode nine was on august 10th and then the most recent just came out i think yesterday i haven't had a chance to watch that one yet and then they've got one more episode and that's the season finale so i don't know what's going on here but i will say it's still funny i mean it's still great it's i know the episode autopsy uh episode nine it was fun Uh, it was so funny uh alan tudyk is fantastic um i i we kind of talked about this last time uh sheriff mike thompson big black played by Corey reynolds he gets he it, that character should not have been this enjoyable this deep into the show he should have got he seemed one note almost in, in the first episode but he's become more and more likable and i like that actor more and more yeah yeah i really agree and giving him that little backstory of his partner dying mm-hmm. helped a lot with the with the, the sympathetic aspect of his character and realizing that he's just kind of, in certain ways, he's looking out for his partner, even though in some ways he's not, yeah. and he's still not listening to her. <laughs> it's still, it's still good. It's still funny. And uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, 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 God, I, I love every character in the show. I, I genuinely do, except Austin. I love, yeah. I love every other character in the show. The mayor gets a little Austin. old for me. The mayor gets a little old for me. I know you like him, but <laughs> I, I like him. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I, I more so, I love the relationship between the mayor and his wife. Yeah, like, like more so than just the mayor on his own, but uh, but I do love some of the scenes with uh, the mayor and 
our, our favorite bartender who I just cannot remember her Darcy name. Darcy Bloom is the Darcy, character. Yes. Alice Wetterland is the actress. Yeah, I, yes. I cannot. Alice Wetterland is so funny. She <clears throat> should be she should be much yep. bigger because she is very talented. I, I remember seeing her in like Mike and Dave's wedding or whatever that was called. Yeah. Uh, underrated movie i enjoyed it it's not the greatest thing in the world but it's very enjoyable she was good in that yeah she she was in that she had the really short blonde hair yeah and that if you remember her being in it yeah but uh that was she was good in that but uh no i yeah i really love it and i i love a character the reason i like the mayor is is so every show has to have straight man to a degree in certain areas of it and like for this one a lot of it is mainly asta because she's got to be like the overly human side compared to his not at all human side. Yeah. But but uh, the mayor's uh, ability to get in trouble because he does the right thing usually, you know, usually not always, and 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 isn't afraid to say that he did something that you should know not to, like the fact that Darcy slept in his bed. Well, yeah. it was actually the kid's bed. Like, <laughs> shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like he doesn't get it because he did. He didn't do anything. He, he, you know what I mean? He was generally trying to be good to her, but also, like, I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. And the way they, they play him against himself <laughs> yeah, in the, in the relationships of just wanting everyone to like him, uh, I love it. Yeah. I, I like that aspect of it. And, and doing what's best for the town all the way to the point of kind of breaking the rules and, like, shifting the focus to not being a murder in his town. It's a murder in the neighbor's town. Yeah. <laughs> like, the hot tub is the dividing line, technically. Uh, it's a murder for the for those guys. Yeah, uh, no more murders in my town. Yeah, uh, it's just I don't know. I found that pretty hysterical, and uh, yeah, I, he's I, his I, own, I'm, he's I'm his own worst enemy, and I think that it's just kind of hard watching that. I think is maybe the issue. Yeah, but like he cares and he's doing the right thing for everybody as much as he can, and and he does get to go home to a, to a nice little wife there. <laughs> All right, calm down. Um, good all right, so the next thing I want to talk about, so I don't know how many episodes you are in on this, but for the first, I think it's the first season, I don't think it's a miniseries, it's um, The Sandman, uh, the adaptation from Neil Gaiman's comic book, um, and I am uh, I am five episodes in, I just finished the Diner episode, I don't know if you've seen that one yet? Oh, I've seen them all, yep. Oh, you watched it all? Okay. Um the diner episode, even though it doesn't have like most of the main cast, that's that's the one you you enter for your Emmy nominations. Um, that was on, yeah. that could have been just a Black Mirror episode, like that could have been its own thing, and it was phenomenal. David Thewlis, like everyone in it, was great. Uh, David Thewlis, the fact that they got him in this, he's such he is such an underrated actor. I thought he was great. Um, but everyone, he was. yeah, everyone that's in this, I didn't really. I didn't really recognize a bunch of the people that were in it. It's a bunch of no names. I've never only him. Yeah. He's the one that I knew, but everyone in it was really great. It was, Oh my God, it was creepy. Oh my God. Was it creepy? Um, yeah, I'm trying to knock it out before I, I get on the plane on Saturday, just because this feels like a big, this feels like a big screen show. And, uh, I've got. Yeah, I'm halfway it through it. I don't know if I make it through. I, I won't be able to wait two weeks until I get back into town. I, it's just not going to happen. So I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to put it on a tablet and watch it on the flight, just because it's going to be. It's going. I can't wait that. Can't long. help it. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait that long. Make sure you got good headphones. Um, and uh, I, I'll say this to give you a little excitement uh, without spoiling anything in any way at all. Uh, 
that's not the Emmys episode either. Oh my I god! Mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah. Like, yeah, like, and I loved it. I loved that episode. Yeah, and that's not the Emmy. That's letter. crazy. So this yeah, show there's... is phenomenal. It's gonna be. I. It's. It's got the possibility of being a ten by the time I'm done. Don't tell me anything. I want to. I want to go with clear mind. But we might no, have. I get it. I... Yeah, but yeah. I, I. They and it's such a good adaptation from the comic book. I mean, like, everyone looks like everyone. The Hell episode was amazing. Like, there hasn't been a bad episode. I haven't seen... This is the slowest one, is the, the diner episode. And it's one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it really was. And that was the one that I was like, are they going to get away with <clears throat> all the DC characters that are... Because that was the episode that had all the DC stuff in it, uh, in, the, in the comics, yeah. in the books. Like, that was... Because the whole point is Dr... Or, or Doulis, David Thulis or whatever, his name is like Doctor Fate or Doctor No, like Doctor Light, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a famous DC villain um, yeah. that has that that thing manipulated from dreams. So oh. all that is lifted straight from DC Comics. Okay. And they got away with it by calling him like David F or something like that instead of Fate or whatever. Well, his name whatever is jo- John D in this because John he's, D. That's what it was. Yeah, John D. And he's D. Destiny. He's He's captain. He's like something destined, Doctor Destiny. Or oh, something like that. okay. Yeah, okay. and 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 that is like a manipulated stone from dream that he uses, and uh, uh, yeah, and fr- in the comics, well, in the comics you don't know why, but you don't know that it's from dream, but but it does all these things that ma- that made perfect sense when they made this comic book to make that what was powering that stone. Okay. Um. So they did a really good job of that, and then. There's a police officer outside the diner a lot of the time trying to help out in the comics. And they never make him a, a DC superhero, but uh, his, his name is John Jones. Oh, which okay. Is the name of, the Marsh, and, you know, in Marsh the comics, Manhunter. Martian Manhunter yeah. is a cop also in his spare time. So, yeah. So, it's, so why, they do it without also, you know, shoving down your throat the DC characters. So, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That, so, no, I thought the way they, they changed it up just the right amount. Like this was this was a perfect episode. I really loved it. Um, something they did very well in this, which it's very difficult to do, is uh, still a very good, uh, very faithful to, to the source material, but also very accessible to people that don't know any of the stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Agree, agree. I mean, to be fair too, though, like I didn't know anything around it. So I listened to the audiobooks mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago, um, and it's broken up into part one and then part two. Uh, and part two, I think, will be season two of the show. Uh, so if you so don't listen to part two if you don't want to be to have the show spoiled. Okay. You know, but uh, yeah, because it's pretty much gone directly in order from the audiobook, which is again really well narrated <laughs> by really big people. And James McAvoy plays Dream, and he is oh, spot cool. on. Yeah. Spot on, but any, but anywho, uh, yeah. So far, it's been, it's been phenomenal, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see to see more of it. But uh, I won't tell you what happens from here on out. Yeah. Remind me any other episodes though, like like what else happened in, in uh, the most well, recent? Two? Well, he went the one before this. He went to hell to get his helmet back. Okay. Which, okay. Look, it, which was very, I felt was very close to the source material on that one because it, yep. it felt very close to that. So I enjoyed yep. that. Um, one thing we didn't get into earlier we started off talking about prey we didn't talk about but you you 
um, you said there's a reason they couldn't take it to the theater, and I meant to bring that up and I forgot to. But I, I, you never, you haven't told me why could this? Why, yeah. did, why was it on Hulu? Because this should have absolutely been brought to the theater. Because it had to do with the acquisition of uh, uh, HBO and the acquisition of Fox by Disney, and so basically it was originally going to go to the theater. And then when it streamed, it would be uh, HBO's to stream, HBO Max's. But then since uh, uh, Disney bought Fox, what basically the court said is if you put this first in uh, the theater, then HBO has the rights, to, still has the rights to uh, to show it on streaming for like a year after it's done. And they're like, well, we don't want that. They're like, the only way you can get around it is if you claim this is a streaming movie and you stream it on your site before anything else, but instead of anything else, and they so they so they went into it and they went, okay, well this was sixty million, so it's a lot, but it's not Gray Man a lot. <laughs> it's not two hundred million. It's sixty million. Should we use this as a flagship to help draw people to Hulu versus risk the money in the theater? And the thing is, the last, well, every Predator movie ever in the theater has notoriously not made a lot of money. Yeah. So they're like, what are the chances that this one, without any major stars, yeah. is going to be the one that that I think the most they've ever made is like $70 million Okay. in a Predator movie? So they're like, what's the chances we're going to even make our money back in the theater versus almost writing this off as a loss and making it a streaming thing? And drawing some eyeballs to the streaming network. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, yeah, they said so. It made it just kind of made sense to bite the bullet and and make it a, a you know a flagship thing for Hulu's brand yeah. as they're trying to redo Hulu. And 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 by the way, Hulu. It looks like Hulu is about to be announced here in the next few months. Is going to wrap into Disney Plus, uh, thanks to some other investors basically demanding it. Okay. Um, they're like, you've set up R-rated things. Now let's just make yeah. it one app. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the highest grossing, uh, highest opening for <laughs> Aliens uh, or Predator movies is Alien vs. Predator with $38 million, Predator, the original, with $12 million, Predators with $24 million, uh, The Predator with just a little bit less, uh, 24 and a little bit less change. And then it just keeps going. Predator 2 being the lowest with $8.7 million. So, yeah, that makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, I think worldwide I read like the the most money they ever made was seventy something million, but th- I don't know if that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, last on the list, but certainly not least, is the Better Call Saul series finale. So this is it. It wraps up. Um, we've had basically we've had what uh, ten seasons in this universe, or twelve seasons in this universe between Breaking Bad and Better Call yeah. Saul. Um, the two will always be compared to each other. Like there's just because they go hand in hand. And so they shouldn't, but I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I feel like they can be different. It's different characters arcs, but they will be, I mean, and especially with the finale, like being compared, what happened with Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. And then also what happened with Saul and Kim Wexler. Uh, those were the, I mean, those were, I would say are the two comparisons, Kim Wexler and Saul, uh, and, Pinkman and, and Walter White. And so in the finale of this one, uh, he finally gets caught. At the end of the previous episode, uh, Carol Burnett dimes him out. He's on the run. And then in this one, they catch him. And they said, look, you're going to your jail for like uh, 186 years. 
and he's and he's uh, telling the story while uh, Schrader, the DA agent's wife, is in the yeah widow widow is in the room, and she wants to see this guy burn for all he did, and probably rightfully so. And um, and he goes on the sob story like, "Look, they put a gun to my head. I didn't have a choice. I they killed they killed other pris- they killed ten prisoners on the same day." They would have. Uh, I was. I was just doing this for my life. I didn't want to do any of this. They made me. And then when he gets out, he's like, "I just have to get one juror to believe that story." And all this goes away. And district attorney, you have never lost a case. Are you really wanting to put that up? Like, just solves it. Just turn. He... It's the most Saul thing he's ever done. Yeah, I agree. Like, like it's like like it's. I would argue it's the it's the best he's ever conned anybody. Yeah, is he's looking him in the eye with an entire team of lawyers. And DEA agents and the everybody caught, yeah. caught as red-handed as you could ever be. Yeah. And his own girlfriend having ratted themselves out on stuff. You know what I mean? Your wife. I, there's no way out of it. And yet he's slipping Jimmy's his way out of it. And and not not slipping Jimmy. Saul's his way Saul's out of his it way in out the of best it. possible possible way. And uh, and wins. Mm-hmm. And then I. I and then not only wins, like makes to... them eat eat crap because he's like, you're going to put me in the North Carolina. You're not going to be put me in that uh, that Colorado prison yeah. because it's like it, it's a gladiator prison. You're going to put me in the yeah. North Carolina one where they have a golf program and you're going to give me bluebell ice cream. First of all, anyone that's not from Texas, bluebell ice cream is the best. It's made in Texas. Yeah, it's delicious yeah. and it is the best ice cream. And he's like, you're going to bring me bluebell ice cream uh, every Friday. Loved that part of it, and I love that. Okay, they're gonna u- finally do what they said they may not do uh, at first, and and bring in bring back the Breaking Bad characters, right? <laughs> we see Walt and Jesse the last couple episodes, uh, and this one with Walt. What I loved about it is it wasn't some cheap use of Walter. It was in a way that really helped move and and seal the story of Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, of of him in, in there and. You know, to having their talks and the the use of the time machine was brilliant. I thought, um, yeah. you know, which was what, what if you could change anything like it, and, and then him finally saying what you're talking about isn't changing time. It's 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 your regrets. Yeah. And after after all this, and he's like, and he looks at him and, and hears about the slip and fall, and he goes, "So you've always been this way. Yeah. Like you at your heart are a con, are what? a failure of a human almost, right? Like you're." You're you're always gonna be this. Well, did you catch the and, irony in that though? In Walter White telling Jimmy, "You've always been this way," because Walter has always, and deep down, he's always been that guy who's like thinks he's smarter than everyone else and has to prove it to everyone else. You know, giving away the uh, gray gray matter, the the company he built, and then blaming them for for kicking him out, even though he's like, "I did the gentleman thing and left." Well, then you didn't get kicked out. You left. And constantly blaming other people for his problems. They're, they're two peas in the same pod. They have these grandiose ideas and think they're so much smarter than everybody. And that was their, their pride was their downfall. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, like, just, just he, at the time, he saw Walter White as, like, this bigger than life. He was Heisenberg or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and incredibly brilliant and all these things. And to have him look at him and say, you've always been this way is just like, your parents saying like, I'm not mad. I'm yeah. just disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're like that cut deeper. And, uh, uh, and it, so you seem cut that cut deep and, and, and Mike uh, and showing the story, you know, from when he and Mike were going through the desert with the cash and Mike, like 
I'm, I would, of course, go back and, and just make sure everyone that I truly love is taken care of. And it's like, who do you truly love? And it's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> no one. I just care about the money yeah. and, and, and all that, you know, and, and all this. And, and, and he had been Jimmy McGill at first. We know he has this good heart. He does great things for his brother. He does things because he's because he knows it's the right thing. But over time, he's become slipping Jimmy. And then through circumstances, he, he relied on that to just double down on that, double down on it, and then eventually become Saul. And, yeah. and at the end, to, it wasn't the ending I thought I wanted for him, but I I love it in I, its own way. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted for him, honestly. I was like, I'm just going to let them kind of tell me. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. But this is, this seems fitting. Um, he Because it's he always fitting. wanted to be, he, he he's the king of this, defunct kingdom that he built when all those the he's he's in that colorado gladiator prison and all the 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 worst of the worst criminals revere him as better call yeah, saul they're like saul. chanting his name and then he uses bakery skills that he got uh working at cinnabon and works in the cinnabon, bakery. yeah and so yeah, yeah, he's yeah. both jimmy and saul for the rest of his life inside this world where he can't hurt anybody else where he can't, but, if he's but, conning people, but, it's just the criminals and the people he be, he deserves to be around. Yeah, but the thing is, he's not, he's done conning. Like, that that's what I thought was so brilliant. That's why he's like, you know what, I've I've totally gotten away with it. Yeah. And he calls Kim there, right, to, to be there by tricking him into thinking he's going to, he's going to, like, do something to her that she needs to be part of. Yeah. So he gets her there because that's the only way she would have come. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and then says, all right, now that I've gotten away with it, like, I'm going to tank it because he goes, I don't want to be, because she even says at the beginning, like the court has decided that he'll be referred to as Saul. Right. Yeah. And instead so because she starts to call him Jimmy and he's like, no, no, no. I want my name back. Yeah. Like I, like he's got to earn his name back. Yeah. Not slipping Jimmy, not Saul. I'm James McGill. Yeah. And so at the end he's James, like he even says, call me James. My name is James. Like when they start to call him Saul, he's like, no, my name is James. Like he's like, I've earned it back. I finally, done what my brother's been telling me forever and what my wife's been telling me is give it up take yeah. responsibility for what you've done and that's what michael mckeon always used to tell him like i, I don't care you got away with it great now now no one cares like go back yeah. confess what you did and accept the consequences yeah he kept pushing that on his brother to accept the consequences and then i loved the little nod as he's going through court and he's he's admitting everything he's done wrong and you see, like, the uh, uh, the lights flicker like they did for Michael McKean when they would show that he was having his panic attacks. Oh, the exit the sign. You would hear that static from the exit sign. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they, and they show that. And I'm like, oh, what a great way to show, like, McKean's finally getting some justice and that he's taking credit for yeah. or responsibility for what he did. I mean, and uh, I, I just like that. I like that. that he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to jail forever. Like, no, I'm going to admit to any – it kind of does the Vic Macchio I'm not going to tell you a little bit to get me put in prison. Like, I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to confess to literally everything I've ever done right now and every wrong. And his lawyer's like, stop. Stop. Even yeah. the judge says, stop. Sit down. Shut up. And he's like, no. And he, and, he, and, the, and, the, and the lawyer going, no, no. We plead to let you let him keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please let him keep talking. Yeah. And they're like, fine. And he just keeps digging himself deeper and deeper and deeper until there's no way out. He still ends up with only 85 years. I mean, only. He's going to obviously be dead, but 85 years. But I just love that uh, it's. it just shows you that, okay, like, 
I, I like that they show that the people revered him for being Saul and then he and he, he could bake because, you know, he knows how to bake because it's like, all right, like he's not going to live a horrible life. He's not going to be Andy Dufresne yeah. for the next 80 years. Like he's at least going to have some amount of comfort because he did the right thing. And and he and he he did care and help people to some degree, even if they weren't the best people uh, back in the day. And so, yeah, I ended up liking it. I, I think I kind of wanted at first going into it. I wanted some way that he ended up with Kim. I think I said that from the beginning was like, since this is in the future, like there's no reason he couldn't meet up with Kim again. Uh, and I think I wanted him and Kim to end up somewhere where. They go somewhere and they're not gonna and they agree they're not gonna con anymore. But they like couldn't. But that's the thing is they couldn't. Farmers. They couldn't. I know. They I were know. too like two chemicals by themselves could kind of be okay, but you put them together and they were corrosive. Like they just couldn't. Yeah. And they Kim realized addicts. that before that, and then and then Jimmy realized it later. You know, and just just kind of wanted her. He he took everything off of her plate so she could. So she could go back to the life that she wants. Because then afterwards, when she sees him in the jail, she goes, "Yeah, it turns out my." Um, my my you know bar whatever her license to be a lawyer never expired so she can go back to yeah. being a lawyer and she because she loved it she loved it so she can go back to having the life she wanted because she hated that life in florida i mean god knows what she's yeah. going to do with mayonnaise guy but she could go back to arizona and resume her life that she loved because everything was taken off of her now he he that's what he gave her was he let her he he cleared her of everything taking it with him what what got me too was them being able to lean against the wall and have that one last cigarette yeah. together. Yeah, I, I, that just got me. I was like, "Oh God!" Yeah, every difficult time in their life ended up with them outside that first practice they had. Yeah, leaning up against the wall, having a cigarette, or on their balcony, having a cigarette together, and like unwinding from everything crazy that had just happened. Yeah, and trying to reset their lives to how they were going to move forward. Yeah, and to do that at the end of this one, I was like, "God, that was great." I, that was. I also, they thought of that. I also crazy. noticed, and I don't know if there's significance to this or if I was just seeing things, but it seemed like, you know, because it was all black and white, it seemed like the cherry from the cigarette was the only thing that had color. And I don't know if there's... A, yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, I thought yep. so too. Um, I don't know if there's a significance to that. If it did, it went over my head. But I love this. I thought this was great. And I'm not going to... Like, if you said, all right, you have to give a score to both the, this and Breaking Bad... I give it the same score. I don't know what that score is. I mean, a I 10. Agree. I mean, I guess a 10. I give them both 10s. I enjoyed them both. I, I agree. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, they're, they're, they're continuations of the same type of storytelling, mm -hmm. despite being some different characters. But it's, it's like you said, it's like comparing apples and oranges. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's two incredible dishes prepared by the shame chef yeah. <laughs> that uses similar ingredients but it's hard to compare one to the other. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I love them both equally. And uh, I love just getting to see, I mean, I, I just consider it season seven through 12 of breaking bad to be totally honest with you. Yeah. It's, it's just more a continuation of the same. Yeah. Which, and, I'm, which we'll never see again. Yeah. And I tell myself, I don't need any more of this. Let's move on to another world. But if they brought out something else, I mean, with those two being as great as they were, I would give it a shot. I would have to. I mean, yeah, I you know, if you told me I've got an amazing story for I don't know. <laughs> what I don't know if I even have a character that I have to have that for though. I, I will uh, say, I will say this though. If they did this again, 
I would wait till the first two seasons are over and binge them. Because the first two seasons of both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are so slow and they're too hard to do week to week. I would wait and right before season three came out, I would binge the first two episodes or two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. But uh, I mean, I could have used more Nacho if I'm going to be if I'm going to have to pick somebody I'd kill to see more of. It would be Lalo or not. Yeah. Lalo intrigues me with how despite being insanely vicious, he was very smart and methodical and methodical yeah. and yeah. And, and kid and would put in the work, you know what I mean? Like, like sitting in the sewer, like he would for days, like uh, he intrigued the hell out of me. But you know, on, on the other side of that coin, like it, it's kind of fun to just have that much of them. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to not go too far. In no, I thought they everything. were, I thought they were used just, just accordingly. But, I agree. I agree. Uh, that is everything we have for this week. We're going to take a hiatus because I'm out of town. I'm out of the country for two weeks. Um, and then we'll try. i got to binge a bunch of stuff when I get back. Uh, we're going to try and get another football episode out before I go out of town. So check out us Check us out on Potty Pod Football. Uh, until that time, catchphrase. Witty Retort. <laughs>